So you're taking a walk on a nice, balmy evening in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Never mind the fact that Point Pleasant already sounds like a city in a slasher flick. And suddenly you hear a whoosh above you. You look up among the trees and see a pair of glowing red eyes. What do you do? Do you whip out your camera? Do you just stare, trying to figure out what it is? Or do you do what I absolutely would, which is run away screaming in a very high pitch? Welcome to The Creepiest Sleepover. I'm Kat, and thanks to my friend Nicole, tonight I'm going to tell y'all about The Mothman of West Virginia. All I knew before researching this was what I learned from watching The Mothman Prophecies back in the early 2000s because I had a crush on Richard Gere. I don't really remember much of the movie, to be honest, probably because it's sort of horror-ish and I cover my eyes whenever scary things happen on the screen. Anyway, all I knew was that the Mothman was some sort of supernatural cryptid that apparently somehow contributed to a bridge collapse. Don't ask me how. I don't know if the Mothman has, like, normal hands or opposable thumbs. Maybe he could have screwed the bolts or something. Whatever. Let's dig in. The legend of the Mothman starts in November of 1966. Some men digging a grave, legally, they weren't grave robbers or anything, saw something weird in the sky. You know, like you do. It was somewhere between six and ten feet tall, black, with huge hairy wings and glowing red eyes. This is the very first recorded sighting of the Mothman. Just a few days later, two couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet, were driving on State Route 62 around midnight. They were very close to the abandoned National Guard Armory building and power plant, which sounds very creepy and definitely something that would be in some sort of horror or zombie movie. According to an article in the Point Pleasant Registry on November 16th, They had not been drinking, and the thing had been standing near the old power plant. Linda and Mary say that it had no arms and no head, but wings high on its back and glowing red eyes. Which, if it has no head, how does it have eyes? They also claim it flew a hundred miles per hour. That's as fast as a Brazilian free-tailed bat, but for something that might be more relatable, Ducks and geese fly between 40 and 60 miles per hour. So this giant creature flies double the speed of ducks and geese. Scarberry and Mallet said that the creature flew over their car and seemed to want to get away from the car headlights. It eventually let them go, rising straight up in the air outside of a farm on Route 62. Now listen, I know this sounds like the crazed ramblings of some drunks, but I've seen weird shit too. I'll tell you the story of the Denton slug in a couple of weeks, and I can almost buy it. Is it weird? Sure. Is it kind of unbelievable? Sure. Would most sane people probably try to put these couples in a psych ward? Sure. That's why I keep my mouth shut most of the time. The Mason County Sheriff held a press conference, and the story spread like wildfire. Up to a thousand people would spend their nights searching for the Mothman. Here's my question. A thousand people and no one ever saw it? Look, I'm not saying the Mothman doesn't exist because, fuck, I don't know the secrets of the universe, but that's a lot of people. 
and a lot of time. The very same night that the Scarberries and Mallets saw the Mothman, a man named Newell Partridge was sitting at home watching TV. He reports that the television screen went dark and came back with, quote, strange patterns on it. He heard a loud noise outside, and his dog, Bandit, began to howl. Newell went outside to check it out, and hopefully also to make sure his fucking dog was okay. Bandit was an experienced hunting dog. Makes sense out in the country, I guess. My dog would probably just chase stuff and then run around like an idiot. Newell shone his flashlight in the direction of Bandit and saw a pair of glowing red eyes. Bandit was a very good boy who wanted to protect his territory and chased after the eyes. Newell went inside to get his gun, but was too scared to go back outside, which... Me too, man. Me fucking too. He slept with his gun prop next to his bed, and Bandit never came home. Another sighting on November 16th. All of the... Mahes. <sighs> Look, Mahes, I know you like being close to me, but can you, like, leave me alone when I'm trying to record? Please? Or at least pick a position and stay there. Okay? Don't purr too loud. The microphone can hear you. Another sighting on November 16th. All of this happened within the same week, y'all. Happened to Marcella Bennett, who lived very close to the TNT area, which is what locals called the power plant and armory. She reported a funny red light hovering over the power plant, and for some reason decided this was a good time to get in her car and drive to her friend's house. Haven't these people learned anything from movies? If you see weird shit... You don't go investigate, because that's absolutely how you end up dead. But she didn't die. So she gets to her friend's house and gets out of the car. That's when a figure stirred nearby. It had been lying down, and it got up slowly. It had the glowing red eyes, and was massive. Marcella grabbed her kid. Oh yeah, did I mention that she brought her kid on this wacky adventure? And ran inside the house. Reportedly, the creature shuffled around on the porch and peered into the windows of the house. Why it didn't just try the door, I don't know. It also could have, I don't know, busted the windows? Oh wait, it doesn't have arms. Marcella Bennett and Linda Scarberry would never fully recover from their encounters with the Mothman. Both of them reported extreme anxiety, paranoia, and the strangest of all, an odd ability to predict the future. Marcella Bennett took part in a documentary filmed in 2017 called The Mothman of Point Pleasant, which I have not watched but probably will as soon as I can find it. They both also reported being visited by the notorious Men in Black and others who claimed to have seen The Mothman or the various UFO sightings around the same time, because yeah, those happened too, also say they were visited. On top of all this Mothman mania in 1966, in 1967, a terrible tragedy occurred that would also somehow be attributed to the presence of the Mothman. I mentioned the bridge collapse at the top of the episode. Silver Bridge was built in the 20s, and in 1967, there was a bit of a traffic jam. The bridge creaked and swayed under the weight and eventually collapsed, killing 46 people. I don't really understand how this is attributed to the Mothman, though, because cars weighed a lot less in the 20s? Sounds more like outdated structural engineering to me. Maybe update your goddamn bridges? So what was the Mothman? Or is? Honestly, given all of this, I find it hard to believe that the Mothman isn't real. 
too many stories line up. They even put the Scarberries and the Mallets in four separate rooms and asked them to write what they saw. They all matched, not in the everything is identical, so they're obviously lying way, but in the these are four people telling the same story but from their own points of view kind of way. Some of the later sightings could be written off as hoaxes or people seeing birds or whatever and wanting to see the Mothman, but those first ones are too detailed and too, like, I don't know, possible. Plus, I'm one of those people who really just wants to believe there's weird and unexplainable shit in the world. Keeps things exciting. That said, there are some theories as to what the Mothman could be. Obviously, there's the bird theory. There's a bird called the Sandhill Crane that's big and has red feathers around its eyes. But is it seven feet tall? I don't think so. And a crane's body isn't very big either, so that doesn't explain all the sketches and drawings that I've seen of the Mothman. Kind of tying into the bird theory, that area, the TNT area, they built bombs and explosives and shit there and just kind of left it when World War II ended. Apparently, some of the chemicals leaked. Mutated birds? I don't know how mutation works. They showed that weird two-headed deer in the first season of The Hundred and then never talked about mutated animals again, and that's basically the extent of my knowledge of animal mutation, if I'm being honest. Psst. Pretty sure if all the nuclear weapons on Earth were fired and killed everyone on Earth, there would be no deer left to mutate? Then again, there were humans living on Earth in that show too, so maybe I shouldn't be relying on teen sci-fi dramas on the CW for my science information. My favorite, and the one that I think is probably most likely, is that the Mothman is some sort of alien or dimension hopper. It would explain the UFOs, although if I were an alien, I probably wouldn't try to start shit with humans, knowing how violent we are. Like, in any alien movie, it's always, let's get to know them, when in actuality, we'd be trying to blow them out of the fucking sky. We're a violent race, humans. I do like imagining the Mothman sort of cackling at all the chaos he's causing. He does kind of exude chaotic energy. He chased a car going 100 miles an hour. Whatever you think of the Mothman, there's no denying that it's a huge part of American folklore now, particularly in West Virginia. There's a Mothman festival in Point Pleasant every year, and the whole town is basically themed around it, apparently. There are Mothman souvenirs and themed food at restaurants. There's a huge Mothman statue with a weirdly lovingly sculpted ass in the middle of town. I need to go to the Mothman festival, y'all. Who's taking a vacation with me? I'll bring the... I don't know, what would you use as Mothman bait? And why do they call it the Mothman if it doesn't like light? Tweet me with your new favorite names for the Mothman, y'all. I'm not creative enough to come up with my own. Next week on The Creepiest Sleepover, the Alcatraz prison escape of 1962. I've seen Alcatraz, and that water is no joke, so I'm of the opinion that they're dead in the bay, but who fucking knows? Maybe they managed to survive and went off to live the rest of their lives in Fiji or Tonga or something. You can find me on Facebook at The Creepiest Sleepover. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at TCS underscore pod. Theme music provided by Chris at Half Cab Studios. See you next week. Sleep tight.